listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. In the final part of the show, we get a view from Taiwan from Ross Feingold, Business Di- Development Director at SafePro Group. Good morning, Ross. Good morning from Taipei. Good morning. Happy New Year. To you too. Thanks. Um, so we've got the local elections coming up. Um, how do you actually see that impacting the stock market? I think for the most part, the market has already priced in a victory by uh, William Lai of the Democratic Progressive Party that's still subject to change. But here's the thing. Other than on policy towards the mainland, most politicians in Taiwan, when it comes to internal matters, they're pretty much aligned. And it's basically a nanny state here. And I think this uh, uh, election campaign season proved that once again, because all all three of the candidates really emphasized what they were going to do on social spending. And they weren't talking about the mainland. So when they're not talking about the mainland, they're talking about things like housing subsidies and childcare subsidies. So when it comes to those policy areas, they, there there isn't much daylight between any of the candidates. And that kind of made it easy for the market to price in uh, uh, the outcome of the election. I mean, it's generally been a pretty positive economy over there over the last year or so. Um, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, yeah, they, they, unlike some other places, they they didn't have serious shutdowns during the COVID period, and there was a lot of demand for uh, electronic components when, when people were working from home. Yeah, I mean, we've also seen car sales um, hit the highest levels in eighteen years. So, what actually driven that? That, that was a really interesting data point that came out recently. So car sales for 2023 in Taiwan were the highest in 18 years. They were up 11% year on year versus 2022. And it was a total of uh, 476 thousand units. Uh, I think there was some revenge buying there because of the uh, you know, uh, supply chain issues in, in the previous couple of years. There was uh, the well-known chip shortage for cars. And, and I think one thing that supports that is uh, a total of 112,000 of the 476,000 were imported luxury cars. So that says a lot about Taiwan's economy. And it was the first time that imports of luxury cars t- went over 100,000 units. Uh, so it was about a quarter of the sales volume. And I think think, again, that shows there was a lot of pent-up demand, a lot of revenge buying. There was also some government subsidies for people to get rid of their older vehicles as well as part of the government's uh, uh, you know, global warming environmental policies here. Uh, but yeah, that, that does say a, a lot of positive things about the Taiwan economy. And is that a general shift towards elect- electric vehicles or is it still mainly driven by petrol vehicles? I think that was still driven by pet- petrol vehicles, but uh, uh, electric vehicles are, are a good space that for Taiwan companies to develop in. Uh, maybe we'll see it more uh, the, the results of that more domestically here as well. Uh, but uh, I think uh, EVs are definitely a good space for Taiwan companies. They're very strong in different parts of the supply chain. So hopefully we'll see more electric vehicles here on the roads in Taiwan as well. We've also um, going moving on to different industries, and we've seen Hon Hai Precision. Um, they're looking to expand investments um, in Henan and all, so they seem to also be doing pretty well at the moment. 
Yeah, that was a, another interesting thing. So over the course of uh, 2023, Honhai actually made a several announcements about expansion in China at a time when everyone is down on China. They've also announced expansions in India as well. That's because their major customer, Apple, forces them to move some production to India. But yeah, Honhai recently announced that they were going to add uh, uh, both manufacturing capacity as well as research and development capacity in several locations in, in Henan province, including a, a over 300,000 square meter uh, R&D center, mostly for uh, cell phones, tablet computers, PCs, wearable devices. So it's, it's really interesting that Honhai continues. I, and I think at this point, it's fair to say they continue to bet on China because, like I said, they've announced uh, every few months over the past 12 months or so, they've announced multiple expansions in China. So I think they still see a very healthy market. They have Chinese customers. They're, they're concerned but not worried about the tech war between China and the United States, but they still see China as really their main manufacturing location. Then they also had some some interesting results in the for, for the fourth quarter of 2023. They had 20% quarterly growth uh, versus the third quarter, and that beat the estimates of the street. Um, it, it was down year on year, so it was down about 5%, but it was up 20% quarter on quarter versus, versus the third quarter. Um, so that beat estimates, and they said that cloud and networking products um, really exceeded expectations and saw a significant increase in revenue. So there's still some really good news for Honhai, despite uh, going into now the first quarter of this year, which is typically you know a down season because there isn't the holiday buying. I mean, is that also a sign maybe they're not, um, say, reliant or as reliant as they were on Apple in the past? Because, I mean, Apple's kind of stabilized uh, and slowed down a bit. And, it, it, yeah. it could be. It could very well be because, again, they had some really strong demand for cloud and networking products, uh, servers, and, and that's not part of what they're usually selling to Apple. So, yeah, uh, there are other aspects of the tech industry, and I think that's consistent with what we see broadly in the tech industry, you know, the move, movement towards cloud and networking uh, products. There's very healthy demand there. There's demand on the chip side uh, as well for that, and that helps Taiwan ship manufacturers, but it's also helping Honhai in its outsourced manufacturing business. Okay. And then what's the general outlook for Taiwan in the year ahead? I mean, we're right at the beginning of the year, so what do you expect to happen as, as we go forward through the year? A lot of the estimates are sluggish. You know, as I said, it's usually the first quarter is going to be sluggish anyway. <clears throat> There's definitely some political uncertainty because we don't know yet what the result will be. And uh, even though the market seems to have priced in the result, that could change. Also, have to keep in mind that who's ever elected on Saturday doesn't get sworn in until May. So Taiwan has an extraordinarily long transition period. And that, that actually might uh, lead to some political uncertainty. Again, depending on who wins and what plans they announce, how China, how the mainland reacts. So there could be some political uncertainty in the first half of 2024 for Taiwan as well. And um, in the last 30 seconds that we have, are there any particular industries or uh, companies that we should start keeping an eye out in the first quarter at least? Well, you, you definitely don't want to be looking at the Taiwan petrochemical industries because uh, China has recently imposed some tariffs on, on their exports from Taiwan to China. So if we put that one aside, I'd still say EVs. You know, there, there's a lot of discussion about Taiwan's EV industry and their expansion uh, and demand for products in, in the EV supply chain. And that's something that Taiwan companies are very, very strong in. All right. Um, unfortunately, that is all the time that we do have. Um, so I'd like to thank you for coming on. Uh, that was Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at SafePro Group. Thanks, Ross.